Let's get real. Unlock your potential with an Abington Bank Get Real checking account. When you're always on the go, you need a bank that doesn't hold you back. Well, can you say no fees? That means no monthly account fees, free mobile banking, and free online bill pay. Plus, you can get a cash bonus when you sign up. Visit your local branch or abingtonbank.com to open an account today. Free yourself from fees with a Get Real checking account at Abington Bank. Unlock your potential. Member FDIC. Being a lawyer is tough. Running a law firm? Even tougher. It's time to simplify your work by automating case management, client intake, and billing with Clio, the most trusted law firm software. <sighs> Learn more at Clio.com. Got a 48-yard field goal attempt coming up for Ryland. Cardona over the football, snaps it back to Beringer. Ryland's kick sailing to the uprights, and the rookie delivers. He made from 49 last week, and it gives the Patriots the early lead. All right, back here on the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. It's Joe Murray and Leroy Irvin here. Uh, we're about to be joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. But this season, as part of their Apex Cares program, Apex Entertainment will be donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal, every point. Every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. And right now, we are joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Greg Bedard, how you doing today? Good. How are you guys? We're doing pretty good. Uh, we had a listener call in and said he felt better about last week's loss than this week's win. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not too impressed about it uh, today, their win today either. Look, I'm a man of faith. Typically, I go to church on Sundays to hear a good word. I need you to play the role of a reverend and give us a good word about the Patriots after today's win, if anything. Oh, oh wow. Um, <laughs> you know, no. No pressure or anything. Um, let's let's see. What are your uh, positives? Well, okay, definitely, definitely the defense. I mean, look, yes, Zach Wilson was on the other sideline, and the Jets' offensive line is obviously going through some things. With Dwayne Brown was down again today, they had to move Becton over to left tackle, and the rest of the guys aren't that good. Uh, but you know, I, I just thought that the job that they did overall. They gave up one touchdown drive when they were playing a little bit more conservative in the back end. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go too nuts about the defensive performance, given that it was Zach Wilson, and that allows you to do a lot more things coverage-wise than you would normally do mm-hmm. against a better quarterback. But, I, you know, the defense did its part. I mean, they totally, you know, shut down the Jets. They didn't let the Jets' running game going. I think they averaged 1.7 yards per carry, which is – huge and you knew that was going to be big in this type of game so great job by the defense and I thought the offense you know in the first half um, you know was pretty good against a tough defense now the second half is something that I'm going to dive into on BSJ uh, after I'm done with you guys to figure out you know why they were so stuck in the mud because that was that was disappointing I think Mm -hmm. I think this game would have looked a lot different if the offense came out with, you know, on one of their last two drives, especially with about five and a half minutes left, that's, that's where you're like, all right, let's impose our will. Let's march down the field. Let's run out the clock and and get out of here. I think if that would have happened, I think everybody would have been like, okay, this could be the start of something, but because that didn't happen and you had to survive a hail Mary that went off Randall Cobb's hands, it feels a lot worse, but you know, I, I do think, to make you feel better, I do think that they're just 
every game they're just a couple of plays away from things really clicking and you're hoping that next week is the week that 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 happens and it would be a great time against the cowboys all right let's stay positive greg because i uh i'm trying to uh very much but uh the <laughs> off the offensive line did well today no sacks yes they had a couple of penalties in the rushing yards 157 on the ground for the pats and it was calvin anderson out Vidarian low in and it looked like that worked today yeah i thought i i thought they did you know a, a pretty nice job i thought that Cole Strange really struggled, and I know he went out of the game and it was announced as an injury, um, you know, a knee thing. That's that's what he's been bothering since the start of camp. He's been battling that, but uh, and, and I'm hoping that the reason for his poor play was because of a knee injury and not just because he was getting whooped again by the Jets. But you know, that's that's a huge concern. But I do think overall, I think that the the offensive line did a pretty good job in the run game. And again, that's another unit where you're like, all right, they're they're taking baby steps. They're not where you want them to be, but you can see it coming together. And I did, I do think, I think we talked to, um, after last game and certainly last week that I thought Vidarian Lowe um, would be the guy at right tackle. I thought that he played well uh, for the most part against the Dolphins and, you know, getting Trent Brown back was big. And I think that Lowe gives you the the better option at right tackle. He's a little bit more physical than Calvin Anderson is, who's really just you know, a good swing guy that he can play both left and right. So you could see things starting to come together on the offensive line. Just uh, another positive, uh, Christian Gonzalez, again, played very well against uh, Garrett Wilson. I don't know if that had a lot to do with Zach Wilson today, but three games in a row into his rookie season off of the big Oregon win last night, he played well again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, you're absolutely right to bring up, you know, the Zach Wilson component of it because – you know, it is Garrett Wilson, but, you know, when, when the passing game is, is compromised and, you know, you play guys a certain way, you can be a little bit more aggressive in your coverage. You know, that being said, you know, every time I turn on the film, whether it's, uh, you know, A.J. Brown or it's Tyreek Hill or it's Garrett Wilson today, I mean, Gonzalez is really good in coverage. He's there all the time. He is a tough guy to get away from. So it's you're definitely take circumstances out of it, you know, on a down to down basis, he is doing a really good job covering and that could be huge for this team going forward on the, uh, during the television broadcast, Tony Romo said that in his opinion, Gonzalez is one of the best cornerbacks in the game right now. Do you agree? Uh, I mean, I, I don't watch the rest of the league. Um, but, you know, in terms of what he's done through three games and just, you know, it's not even everybody likes to look at the end results for like whether it's Tyreek Hill or mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson. And and, you know, there's a lot of circumstances for the numbers being down. But just in terms of the coverage that he provides, it's been excellent. I mean, I you know, certainly, you know, in the top echelon of the league, if not better. But like I said, I, I don't watch the rest of the league, so it's tough for me to say. All right, well, uh, those are the positives. Maybe if there's any more, we'll have them uh, for the next hour here with Greg Bedard. But I do want to ask him about Bill O'Brien and the offense and how they finished the game uh, with the final six drives. We will do that on the other side. Again, if you want to talk to Greg, the phone number is 617-779-0985. And David Andrews had 69 offensive snaps today at $10 a snap. That's another $690 that Roach Brothers Supermarkets uh, donates to Love and Spoonfuls to help tackle food insecurity 
in New England. We'll have more with Greg Bernard of the Boston Sports Journal coming up next on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports on Patriots Radio Network. Gasecki moves right to left. Jones with a play fake. And a throw down the right seam. It's caught by Farrell Brown. Racing to the 20. 15-10. Chased by Anderson. Five. Stretching out to the pylon. A dive for a touchdown. Patriots. You've got to be kidding me. This ball hung so much on Jones. I thought the safety was going to get there in time. It's a, It's got to be a busted coverage on the Jets. Or they just showed zero respect for Pharaoh Brown to be in any sort of a route combination. And it's a great call by Bill O'Brien because he's basically lined up at fullback. And then you snuck him up that right tight end seam. Nobody within five yards of him. 58 yards to Pharaoh Brown. His first catch is a Patriot running under it. All right, welcome back to the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots post-game show. The player that delivered the freight is presented by Freight Plus, the fastest-growing private company in Massachusetts, providing customized Fortune 500 freight solutions to shippers throughout New England. For over 35 years, visit FreightPlus.io. That's FreightPlus.io. Greg Bedard joining us here uh, from the Boston Sports Journal. And the play design for the Farrell Brown touchdown Looks like the Jets didn't even cover him, thought he was just in there to block potentially. And, well, Mac Jones found him on that play, Greg. Do you credit the design? Do you credit Mac Jones for finding him? Was it a good design or just the Jets didn't cover him at all? Jets bust. I mean, you know, look, I mean, I'm sure the design was fine. I mean, it was three tight ends. Maybe they thought that Farrell Brown was uh, an offensive tackle or, or something, but you know, when Gasecki went in motion, it's not that complicated. I mean, they, you know, it, it looked like the Jets were in cover three on that side of the field. Juju, uh, excuse me, Sauce, Sauce Gardner is supposed to have the deep third of the field. And uh, he just seemed to forget about it, like jumped on Hunter Henry in the flat, um, along with the safety was already there where he's supposed to be. Safety supposed to rotate down. Uh, Sauce Gardner is supposed to be the deep third guy in that that part of the field, and he just forgot his responsibility, and so that leads to uh, you know a wide open uh, touchdown pass. So um, you know maybe the Patriots saw something on film that the that the Jets screw that up, that Sauce Gardner screws that up. Um, it's quite possible, um, but at the end of the day, that's a that's a bust. All right, I have multiple questions regarding Bill O'Brien I'd like you to answer. So, Oh, boy, here we go. This is like a, but, but, this is like a week, weekly yes, segment. The weekly Bill O'Brien talk. Come on, you, you got to agree with me. I mean, the, the end of the game there, it's, they, they should have never given the ball back uh, to the Jets, but the final six series, punt, 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 punt. Uh, I guess if you want to, the, the, the Pop Douglas for the seven yards, I guess was fine, but it was just too... You know, too cute for me, but why not Zeke Elliott instead of Ramondre Stevenson on the final? He was averaging five yards a rush, Ramondre three. And then Juju Smith-Schuster on the field, no Mike Kosicki. And on the biggest plays, they're going to Juju. I mean, come on now. They, I just, I don't know how you defend it, but what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I can't wait to dive into the film a little bit more on this because you Obviously, it's disappointing what they did in in the second half, and I was just going over it. I mean, in the in the third quarter, um, you know, the first drive, uh, you know, stalled when, uh, you know, Mac Tony Romo absolved Mac and kind of put it on, you know, Demario Douglas. But I thought Douglas was right. I thought they had a chance at a touchdown, and, and Mac underthrew that. They had three penalties 
on the next drive to put them behind. Um, they overcame too many offensive men on the field. They overcame that. And then, then they went, you know, Stevenson run for no gain. Stevenson left end for one yard and then incomplete on third and nine. Um, it just seems like they're running a rotation at, at running back. It's, you know, every other series, um, you know, I understand that in some circumstances, I think now we have enough evidence uh, over the span of his, you know, two plus year career that I think Stevenson needs volume. He needs to feel in a rhythm and going out there on the first drive and then sitting the second drive for Ezekiel Elliott, I just don't think is, is wise. And, you know, as far as the offense, you know, stalling, I, I don't like, I don't like Juju Smith-Schuster in any circumstance, you know, maybe just as a slot running over the middle and finding, you know, zone coverage. But, you know, it seemed like the Jets were getting a little desperate. They they went into press man. A lot of the Patriots' answers to that is to go, you know, deep over the top. Um, you know, so it's it's they're, they're going to have to figure this out. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to be throwing to Juju Smith-Schuster on the outside. That's That's obviously not – something that's going to work. Like you said, why not put Mike Kosicki out there and just post him up against the cornerback? Remember last um, week we talked about that, right? They had the two tight ends on the field, which was questionable with no wide receivers. And then they're throwing them out there today. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally <sighs> agree. I, I, they, they have to figure out what they're, you know, if they're three games into the season, they're going into Dallas next week. And, and that defense, like they, they have, there's more than enough evidence at this point in time where they need to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And they need to start to junk some of the stuff that doesn't work, or at least put it on the back burner for now. Maybe you try something in the first half to see if it pops. If not, you know, go with your most dangerous guys, the guys that, that Mac Jones has confidence in the routes that the, that he has confidence in and the receivers, like you saw it with Bourne today, they came up with a big catch. But that was, you know, man to man. It's a little bit easier for Kendrick Bourne. You know, he gets in a little bit more trouble when he has to read the the opposing defense. And so they just gotta they gotta streamline things and figure out what they're good at and start to junk the stuff they're not good at. Just to follow up on Bill O'Brien uh, on uh, this morning, Andrew Callahan mentioned that last week Bill O'Brien was upset about Pop Douglas mm. not playing and had a, a spat with Bill Belichick and. I guess uh, Albert Breer followed up with, it's not the first time. Have you heard anything about that? And is Bill O'Brien, I guess, giving Bill Belichick pushback now at, at camp and at, with the Patriots? Yeah, it's at some point in time, I think towards the end of training camp, um, you know, somebody told me, um, and it was kind of hazy what they told me. It was, a, it was basically about that, um, you know, that, how do I term this? That, you know, I think I think Bill O'Brien wants some autonomy with the offense and feels like he has earned that. And, you know, maybe he doesn't think that he always gets that. And so, um, you know, do I think it's a huge deal at this point? No. Um, you know, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's two diverging, you know, outlooks on, you know, how, how do we need to play? How should we be playing offensive football? And I, I think we know what Belichick's position on this. And, and I'm sure there are other people in the organization, including the owner who have different ideas on that. Uh, uh, speaking of pop Douglas before the season started, we were told he was a special player. So special that we didn't really get to see him in the preseason. Uh, why hasn't it translated during the regular season? In your opinion? It's a good question, Leroy. I, 
I think that there's a couple things at play. Um, I, I think that they're not exactly – I would say maybe they don't trust them in the downfield game that much. I don't know why. You know, there were tons of times in, in difficult yardage situations where, you know, he's out there and it's just like, just flip on – Flip him the ball. I mean, how many times have we seen him already catch a ball and make a guy miss, and all of a sudden it's six, seven yards, and you're in better yardage? But um, for whatever reason, they're not doing that. Um, you know, how they use a guy in a game is often indicative of what he's doing in practice. So, uh, you know, maybe they don't think he's he's the greatest with a full sort of route tree at this point in time in his career. All right, talking with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Let's take a call before we get to the headlines here. We got Bob. He's in Needham. What's up, Bob? Hey, uh, nice to talk to you guys. Um, Greg, you know, the one thing I keep, keep getting back to is these receivers. I mean, Mac is doing his best under trying circumstances, especially with the offensive line being you know, spotty at best. But the receivers don't seem to be able to get any separation, which is going to be, I mean, who who among them? can? I mean, maybe Paul, I don't know. if Can any of them get any separation? They seem to be blanket covered every time they show, you know, the replays and then circle around. They're all like blanket covered. I mean, the tight ends yeah. get open a little bit, but it's just it's an untenable situation, especially if you're going to play better teams. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I, I think Bob is right. I mean, this is something we've been talking about, you know, since camp opened up. Um, you know, they just don't have a lot of juice at receiver and the tight ends are the tight ends. And, you know, they do some nice things. I mean, it was nice to see them. I mean, the, the touchdown to Farrell Brown, guess what? That came under center with play action, something they hadn't done in the first two weeks. I think it's something they need to do more of. And I don't know if it's a Mac Jones thing because we've heard, you know, during his career, how much he likes RPOs and, and all that stuff. Well, you know, this ain't college football, all right? And you don't have wide hash marks. And, you, you know, there, there's a certain way you have to play, and there's a certain way that I think this team is conducive to playing. And I think that's, you know, playing physical, running the ball well, getting under center, using play action. That helps create space for people. It limits the coverage that you can do on the back end. And I think that's what they need to do. And I think, you know, similar to what I was saying before about they, they need to figure out what they do well and they don't do well and streamline things, I, I think that goes right along with it. I think, you know, these gun runs and, and RPOs and stuff, I, you know, I, I just don't think it's conducive to what they what they do. And at some point in time, you know, Bill O'Brien's got to figure out, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be our identity and go forward from there. All right, we're talking with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. We'll uh, talk about Mac Jones and, oh, Sauce Gardner calling out Mac Jones. We'll do all that. Uh, coming up here after the headlines. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for Station ID on the safety insurance. 98.5, the sports of Patriots Radio Network. Receiver on the outside left is Parker. Three receivers right. Slot left is Stevens, and Jones takes the shotgun snap. Again, a twist. He's hit as he throws to the far side. Oh, caught man. by Parker. He got alone away from D.J. Reed and made the grab on the out to the New England 31. That's his route. That's his route. It's either a slant a deep comeback or a jump ball. And Max sticks it right on him. That's a big one to give up by Reed. Good read, good throw, good catch. Gets put, and that, that's what we talk about. Why would, he have, why would we have needed him two weeks ago when he was down? The ability to work the sideline, tap, toe tap it with two, control the catch.
right, back here on the Shaws and Star Market Patriots postgame show. It's Joe Murray, Leroy Irvin. We'll be joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal as well. But with 15 completions by the Patriots today, Kesha's Law donates another $1,500, which brings the Kesha's for college uh, season total now to $7,800 to Kesha's care. Scholarship ensures financial hurdles will not prevent students from pursuing their dream. Of course, $100 for every reception and... Well, there are a couple of nice receptions in this one today, I would say, Leroy. I know the Parker one on the sideline, I thought, uh, was pretty good. Kendrick Bourne went four for 46. Uh, how did you feel about the wide receivers today, Greg? Uh, you know, I mean, it was fine, I guess. I mean, I, you know, how about Zoe with the Kayshawn booty shade? I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not going to stand for that. Um, you know, Inactive. Look. It's, you know, 15 completions. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go over the moon about it, but, uh, you know, it was it was okay. And, uh, you know, they need to – look, this is a very tough defense, good coverage. Um, you know, they're going against a Dallas team next week that won't have uh, Travion Diggs, who's, who's out with an ACL. So that should be a little bit more help. And looking at what the freaking Cardinals are doing to, the, to them right now um, – it should be an interesting, but you know they got they got to they got to get better. Um, so, <laughs> post game press conference, Bill Belichick seemed to me to be relieved that they weren't zero and three. Um, you being around the team or, and, and knowing some of the ins and outs and what's going on, did you, um, in your opinion, was there pressure on him in the organization to to get this win? Not. Not, I think, in the manner that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just look, they're zero and two. You see, he hasn't been there since, uh, you know, 2001, and you know, you're going to the Jets. I mean, the specter of zero and three and losing to that team. I mean, it would have been, it would have been horrible. So, um, you know, I these guys are professionals. They know what the score is. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew what they had to do, and and give them credit. They got it done. Mac Jones, your thoughts on him today? 15 to 29, 200 yards. The one touchdown we mentioned he wasn't sacked. Uh, I thought early on he played pretty well, but then, I don't know, maybe the Jets made some adjustments second half. He kind of missed Pop Douglas on a throw. Um, It wasn't great second half, but overall I thought he did enough to win the game and a little shenanigans later on in the game as well. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was good in the in the first half. I mean, the the stats didn't blow you away. It was like fifty percent um, completions, but you know, I thought he I thought he did a good job in the first half. And again, you know, that's a that's a really tough defense. I I think, you know, second half wasn't as good. I I think when we look back on it, I think pressure is going to be another real issue in this game. And they you know they got to get that cleaned up. Uh, you know, I don't care if Tom Brady's back there. Um, you got to protect your quarterback better. You have to make him feel secure and and when you do that i mean you know it's it it's no big secret i mean you look at jalen hurts and the eagles you know he plays behind a you know great offensive line you know two last week against the patriots um he was barely pressured in the game when you allow your quarterback uh, to feel like you know he's free to to make plays then that's what he does and just you know too often mac was on the ground or there was a guy like you know streaming in his face that's been the story of the first three day three games, in my opinion, with with the offense, and they just they got to cl- get it cleaned up. And and you know the uh, the Sauce Gardner thing at the end, where I guess Sauce told reporters that uh, there was a little bit of a low blow. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the coach's film is going to be interesting. If that's what it reveals, everyone's going to be clipping that and playing that. And Mac already has a few things on his resume that haven't exactly endeared him to the rest of the league defenders. Uh, you know, I find it interesting because I just got around to watching some of that quarterback special on Netflix and Pat Mahomes does the exact opposite. He's really nice to the rushers yeah. and tells them like, you know, good rush dog. And like, and he even said, I think, you know, if I'm nice to them, maybe they ease up a little bit and, you know, the way Max going, if he continues this way, uh, he's going to continue to get pummeled. Let's just hear that. Uh, for those who missed it, uh, Sauce Gardner had uh, some choice words about something that happened with Mac Jones. Let's hear that. Uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I do got to do got ice up. He's trying to stop me from having kids in the future. Mm. <laughs> Tried to stop him from having kids in the future. Unbelievable. Yep, he's got a few more things now. Eli Apple not happy with him last year either. So uh, this is something uh, to watch. Are you getting anything else, Leroy? Yeah, uh, so Trent Brown, uh, $2 million worth of uh, incentives to his contract. What did you think about his performance today? I thought that he didn't show up a whole lot. So mm-hmm. for an offensive lineman, that's, you know, really good. I saw, you know, a lot of struggles out of Cole Strange. I saw some struggles out of Michael Wenu. I thought Lowe was pretty good in the game. Um but, you know, I think it's good that, that Trent got back in the lineup and, you know, his consistency and the more he plays, the better he is. I mean, when he's on top of his game and he's feeling well, he's one of the better tackles in, in, in the league. And so, um, you know, so far when he's been on the field, I've, I've liked a lot of what I've seen and, and they need to keep that going. All right. We got one more segment with you, Greg. I do want to ask you about uh, the Cowboys and then there were some other games today. Uh, the the Dolphins in particular that I'm not, I'm not wondering if the Chiefs are going to try to try to do that uh, in their second half of their game up 35 to nothing. Uh, so we'll talk. We'll wrap this thing up on the other side. We'll look ahead to the Dallas Cowboys and any other lingering thoughts as well with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Of course, you are listening to the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post game show. Leroy Irvin. I'm Joe Murray on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. All right, back here on the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show. Music of the game brought to you by Live Nation. Get ready for Tedeschi Truck Band's Garden Party. Tedeschi Truck Band, September 27th at the TV Garden. Special guest, Lucas Nelson and POTR. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. Sure, Leroy, you're ready to get that one going. It's one of your favorites. Yeah, on your sure. playlist, Greg oh, yeah. Bedard. I know it's on yours as well. Uh, so I'm just looking around the rest of the league here and just looking at it from the Patriots, Greg one and two with the Cowboys on deck who are trailing right now, 21, 13. Um, then you have the saints without Derek Carr and then a, a nice rematch in Vegas with Vegas. Then Buffalo, this little stretch here, the Patriots can get back into their winning ways. Do you feel at all that this could jumpstart them to, you know, uh, starting to get the ball rolling on some wins, which they haven't done in the first couple of games. I mean, don't I have to say yes? I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Today, today I mean, might have people feeling differently. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, that's, that's the idea. And, and I, you know, I've been covering this league for too long, you know, not to admit that, um, you know, it, it just takes like, you know, one play, one game can turn around the season. Um, I remember, you know, the, the, the Packers team that I covered 
um, in, in 2009, like looked left for dead and in, in lost at Tampa Bay, a horrible team. And then, you know, they, they won the next week, came from behind and that propelled them. And they went to the playoffs at the end of that season, lost to the Cardinals, but then came back the following season and won a Super Bowl. So those, it, that, that is very real that you can look as bad as you want one week. But if all of a sudden you make one player win one game, that turns things around. Now, do I think Sunday against the Jets represents that for the Patriots? No, but it's not going to hurt their confidence at all. And, and you know, yeah, maybe maybe the Cowboys, are, they're one of those teams, and, and McCarthy's teams are famous for this, that they, you know, they start feeling themselves a little bit and, and have a letdown. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's this week. You know, they're starting to come back a little bit. If they come back and all of a sudden get in a rhythm going into next week, I don't know if that's, that, that's good news for the Patriots. But who's the Saints' backup? Is it Jameis? Is yeah, who, yeah, their defense looked pretty good today. But yeah, well, and then now uh, they brought in uh, the old tight end there. That uh, yeah, I think I think the um, the Saints defense has a string of eleven straight games where they have failed to uh, yield twenty points or more. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I expect that to continue. They play really good defense, so it's going to be another uh, slobber knocker tight end game. I don't think um, the Patriots are going to be must see TV um, at any time soon. But you know, all that matters is that you get wins. But yeah, I think that's. That's the hope, and that was the hope going into this game, that you find a way to win. Hopefully you develop some sort of offensive identity. The offensive line starts getting a little bit better, healthier. Um, Belichick alluded to that fact in his post-game press conference tonight. Um, and then, you know, you never know. You know, you put you put together a, a victory at Dallas, and all of a sudden things start looking a lot different, and, and you know, that's the way things tend to go around here. So, you know, I'm looking for the Patriots. They need to play their best game of the season against Dallas, and they can leave everything else in the rearview mirror, and I expect them to do that. Uh, just looking at the Cowboys again, a couple of years ago, the two teams met. Uh, obviously, CeeDee Lamb had that game winner on Jalen Mills. But this this is like a team that Belichick can scheme well against. Are they going to go back to maybe some of that film and how Dak Prescott played in that game? Is that something they'll look back on? Because – that was a competitive game that really they just lost in, in overtime on a on a great play by CD Lamb. Yeah, but I don't think that it, you know if if I'm not mistaken, I think Jason Garrett was, um, or maybe that was when no, Tom was there. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look was back. That Mike McCarthy. No, yeah, that was that was uh, Max rookie year. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I don't go much. That's kind of far off. And, and they also have a new play caller, Mike McCarthy. I would dig more into how True. Belichick has done against Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's had some success, but a lot of times he didn't have Rodgers. It seems that Belichick has a little bit of trouble with McCarthy's offensive system, even though I don't think it's overly complicated. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the bigger thing is going to be, you know, the Patriots offense against that Dallas defense and Micah Parsons. Um, I think we'll hear a lot of talk this week, and I think it's warranted of Bill being asked about to compare Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor. I think it's warranted. Um, Bill will probably scoff at it, but I do think he'll talk him up. I mean, you know, I, I think this is going to be the, the toughest defensive challenge by far that the Patriots have faced. I mean, Diggs isn't out there, so that changes things a lot for Dallas. And the Jets are good. Um but I just think Dallas at that place and Micah Parsons and the, the his ability to line up anywhere on that defense, it, it presents a unique challenge. And so I'm looking forward to that game. Watching Taylor Swift congratulate <laughs> Travis Kelsey for scoring a touchdown and a blank space written right in there. Oh my God. Uh, Zach Wilson, what do the Jets do? What, what do the Jets do now 
Uh, I mean, do they go after one of these veterans that are still available, like a Carson Wentz? Is there a trade out there? I mean, what what do the Jets do after today's loss? They they have to do something. They, I mean, we even saw them start to implode on the sidelines uh, tonight. Michael Carter getting into it with one of the coaches. That stuff's only going to continue. And, uh, you know, I don't know what they do. I mean, it was kind of ruined. I, I I was pushing for Gardner Minshew. I always push for Gardner Minshew, but I think he's, you know, now 2-0 and uh, with the Colts. So I don't think they'll be uh, giving him up anytime soon. But uh, they have to they have to figure something out because they can't continue on this way. It's just it's pathetic. Uh, I'm looking at the scores from today. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins put up a lot of points, 70 to 20. Um, does it make you look at the performance, even though no, no it no, doesn't? No, don't even don't even <laughs> go there. This is you know <laughs> why not? I'm, I'm not even go, I'm not even going there. They put you up know, 36 because the Dolphins one? the Dolphins didn't stop themselves in that game. Mm. You know, two was tripping on himself. Uh, Tyreek Hill's slipping in the middle of the field. I mean, you know, we kind of went over it. I mean. You know, most of the most of the possessions, the Dolphins stop themselves, and they're rounding in the form. And I also think that the Broncos are historically bad, and uh, they obviously gave up in that game. So, um, no, um, I, I'm not going there. You can you can ask somebody else about that, Leroy. <laughs> Man, Nate, what what happened? Is there did something happen with Sean Payton and the Dolphins? Is I mean, throwing up seventy, it was embarrassing. I mean, you know, but some of it is like you know, uh, I saw that the running back, what's his name, Ockney, like. You know, he busts off like a 60-yard run. I mean, that's just that's just effort and guys just you know giving up. But yeah, they got a they got some big problems there uh, with Denver, and it'll be interesting to see if they do anything with the quarterback. And just looking at the AFCs, we obviously the Dolphins go off for seven. Bills now back on track with a win over Washington, the team the Patriots will see in a few weeks. Uh, Jar- uh, Josh Allen touchdown. They're getting their running game going today. Cook had 98 yards. On the ground, Stephon Diggs, one hundred and eleven. Who who do you still feel comes and wins this this division here in the AFC East? Yeah, I went before the season. I went uh, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Patriots. I mean, uh, you know, once the Rogers injury, you could flip flop the Jets and the and the Patriots. But I I feel the same way. I mean, as long as Tua stays healthy and. You know, with the amount of new stuff that the Dolphins are doing on offense, that stuff, um, you know, teams will start to figure it out towards the end of the season, but it's really not till the next season where they'll, they'll have a little bit more for it. Um, but I thought the, you know, the Bills' victory over Washington, like, that was pretty impressive to me because Washington has a good defense, and they the Bills shredded them. So maybe they're starting to round into form as well. All right, let's uh, wrap it up with Greg Bedard here with Steve in New York. What's going on, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I was at the game tonight, right? And there was not a lot of fans at this game, not a lot of Jets fans. And that place was pumping crowd volume in the entire time. You can tell the difference the whole game. It was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. And also, what is up with the second down run, second and long, second and medium? They run the ball, and then they, the next play, it's like a, a dump-off pass and the incomplete or a screen pass that goes nowhere. The play calling was absolutely ridiculous tonight. Greg? Um, yeah, I mean, I understand the thinking behind it, you know, from an offense. You know, normally in those circumstances, you're going to get a couple deep safeties, so you're trying to, you know, break off a, a chunk that they're not paying that much attention to the run. Um, but, you know, you kind of need to block to be able to do that. And, you know, m- most of my uh, – 
sort of complaints so far with the Patriots offense is more, you know, when they get into shorter yardage, like, you know, second and one or second and three, um, you know, you'd like to see them be a little bit more uh, aggressive, but I think, you know, the, the, the coaches, their play calls reflect what they think the offense can do. And I don't, from what I've seen, the, uh, the play calls would tend you to believe that there's not a whole lot of, confidence into in in what they can do and they got to figure that out all right greg what do you got going on this week over at the boston sports journal so i will be uh i will be breaking down the second half offense uh a little bit as soon as i get off with you guys and uh monday we'll we'll take a look at the the plays that swung the game and then tuesday of course uh you know my whole breakdown and, and grading out of all the players and all the units and i'll give you uh, the truth about where your team is after this victory against the Jets. All right. Win today, 15-10 over the New York Jets. You can check out all of Greg's work at the Boston Sports Journal, and you're on with Felger Maz on Tuesday as well? Correct. All right. I can't wait for the 10-question segment this week and more on uh, the suspect that is Bill O'Brien as well. He's Greg Vidal. Suspect. He is. He is suspect after that final six drive. Uh, all right, keep your, to the gr- keep your ear to the grindstone there. Hey, hey, listen, if he's pushing back at Bill, it might be a good thing. So yeah. uh, it might not be might not be so bad. Maybe it's something that the team uh, surely needs. All right, it's Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Greg, uh, we'll catch up with you next week. See you guys. All, all right. right. That's Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal.